We are back, and we are better than ever. Welcome back to What the Hail. Emphasis on hail, because this is a family show, and we don't say hell. Uh, this is brought to you by SB Nation and Primley Capital Tools, which is your best source for information and internet fun regarding Mississippi State Athletics. So welcome back, guys, and I'm so glad to have you guys back on the show. Uh, again, te- technical difficulties have stopped us the last couple of weeks, uh, which is probably a blessing, uh, all things considering. Uh, you know, microphones and, and internet and phones and personal and all kinds of stuff has been happening, uh, and I'm so glad to be back here to talk to you about Mississippi State sports. And it was probably one of the worst times ever to lose a microphone and a voice, uh, after the last couple of weeks, and, and but it might be a good thing, and I might have totally uh, said some things that, that I didn't want to say, but let's review. So State got murdered by Auburn. Uh, it was a horrible game in pretty much every single way imaginable. Um, you're losing 21 to nothing, you know, five minutes into the game. Uh, we get a week off, we get to recover, you know, mentally and physically. Uh, we're going to get ready to destroy a horrible, horrible god awful Tennessee team, and we lost. Uh, the fan base imploded, uh, and they want Joe Moorhead to be fired, and anything in Twitter saying that he should be fired or that Joe Moorhead sucks pretty much for anybody got 700 likes. Um, and then the team played a good quarter against an incredible LSU team, and we still got mauled, but the fan base supports him, and majority of the people like Joe Moorhead now. Uh, and that's where we're at. Um, so let's, you know, to put that up into simple terms, it's been a hell of a few weeks. Uh, the fan base has melted down and came together probably about 16 times. And thanks to the internet, microphones, and life, I couldn't say a single word. Uh, but here we are. So how do we regroup after, you know, what this season has been? And how do we regroup, especially after another loss, uh, is the big question for a lot of fans. And, and that's tough for me to say, you know, I'm... I am very uh, notably and very famously not a Joe Moorhead fan. I haven't been from the beginning. Uh, something about him, it just didn't work out for me. It just wasn't a good fit. Uh, you know, I've been on this show plenty of times saying that I'm not a Joe Moorhead fan. Uh, on the From the Capital Tools page, I'm not a Joe Moorhead fan. But let me say this. Uh, the fan base, including myself, uh, just at the very least, at the minimum, it's not asking you for you know acceptance. It's not asking you for anything else. But at the minimum, I think that the fan base is going to have to at least accept that he's going to finish out this year and he's going to be the coach next season. Uh, and, and as much as I'd like to admit that I think he's going to Rutgers, he won't. Um, and, and if he did, the, the implications would be much worse than us looking for a head coach. I mean, I think it would make uh, John Cohen look like a total ass uh, after his comments on um, Feinbaum. And I, I think Moorhead would probably look uh, just that much of a bigger ass uh, after everything that he said. Uh, the team, who, who really seems to like Joe Moorhead, would, would be absolutely upset. Uh, and I think a lot of players would transfer. I mean, a lot of these players are here at Mississippi State because of the relationship that they built with Joe Moorhead. You know, I talked to, to Cameron Threat the other day, and he said, you know, the biggest pull for Mississippi State was that Joe Moorhead made a point to uh, talk to his parents and, and to really involve his parents in the recruiting process. He said, of the 16 schools recruiting him, nowhere else did he have that treatment for his parents, and, and that at the end of the day, his family was the most important, and that's why he chose Mississippi State, because Mississippi State is family. And, and I think that, you know, I believe that 100%, you know, that I think a lot of these players, if Joe Moorhead left, would leave. And I'm not saying they go to Rutgers. I'm just saying they probably don't choose Mississippi State without Joe Moorhead. He, he's been very vital, uh, you know, for the recruitment uh, that we've gotten in, in the last couple of uh, 
months, especially you know with a lot of these top tier players coming, which wasn't very common uh, under the Dan Mullen regime. Uh, but you know, I, we tweeted out a couple days, you know, a couple 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 days ago, you know, who believes in Joe Moorhead? Like, if you believe in Joe Moorhead, retweet if you do not. And uh, we got over a thousand likes on that page, and one of those likes was Garrett Schrader, the quarterback from Mississippi State. So, I think it really speaks to a testament of these kids and the and, and how they believe in him and, and what it would mean if Joe Moorhead, you know, left. And, and I mean, you know, I think it's a big stepping stone that he believes that. You know, he knows this season is lost. Uh, I know this season is lost. You know this season is lost. And Joe Moorhead knows this season is lost. Uh, you know, we make a bowl game, uh, which for the other Mississippi school, uh, they can't say that they're going to make a bowl game because they're not. Um, and they're going to lose the Egg Bowl, too. So it's going to be a big win for our program. But other than that, um, it's another disappointing season filled with tears and lots of beers. Uh, and, and that's becoming a too common of a trend. Uh, and I think at this point it goes into say, you know, is Joe Moorhead going to long-term build this program up, you know, with these recruits, or is he going to continue to destroy this program? And I think that's where we're at, truthfully. You know, do you let him go after next season, uh, after he's had two years' worth of players come in, or do you look at it and say, you know, no, this guy's driving this program into the ground and taking it all the way back to pre-Dan Mullen, uh, which is also, again, you know, very possible. But, like I said, the positive is that Moorhead knows that this season is lost. Uh, and he said so in the video posted last night by Hill State Productions. Uh, you know, he he said this year's team is the foundation. You know that winning is not easy. Winning is not for everyone. Championships are not for everyone. This team is the foundation. And at this point, they were all playing for pride. That you know that they are the shoulders, and everything is being built on the shoulders of these players that are on this team. Uh, you know, he's completely full of emotion. He says, "I wasn't hired here to make a team. I wasn't here to build a team. I was here to build a program. That's what I was hired to do." Uh, and, and I think that that's big, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's just going to be big for this program to see if, if he can take all this emotion and, and put it into a uh, winning product on the field and, and get these players hyped every single game, you know, no matter if they know they're going to lose 51 to nothing or if they're going to come out there and contend, uh, and if he can continue to recruit and continue to get players to buy in, because that's all that matters. The fans don't have to buy in to, to what Joe Moorhead's selling. They don't, uh, because ultimately, uh, the, the team can win whether there's, you know, 60,000 fans in the stadium or there's two. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, like I said, he keeps getting these, these kids, these high school kids to buy in. He keeps building relationships with these players. Then, you know, wins come. Yeah, you can't just keep getting talent on this team and, and this team not win. Um, so let's see what Joe Moran's got. You know, I, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to wait it out. This season's already lost. There's no reason to, you know, sit here and keep whining and complaining about it, uh, you know, We'll see what, what next season holds. And, and, and once you get to a point, you know, where the season's lost and you know that you're going to play at maybe, you know, the Liberty Bowl or the Belk Bowl or something, then you just got to move on and, and, and accept that. And, and it's still better than what we've seen before from Mississippi State football. You know, that, that it, things could be so much worse, and, and I think that it's going to be a positive uh, for us going forward that, you know, hey, we're playing in a bowl game. Um, you know, the big thing I think right now that we need to focus on is – Winning the Egg Bowl and winning the bowl game. And then I think that the season has been saved uh, for Mississippi State Athletics. So, like I said, full of emotion. Uh, I, I don't know whether that's because he is coaching for his job or, you know, he's sick and tired of people like me saying he isn't cut out to be a head coach. Uh, but either way, let's hope he bottles it up and uses it the right way. And I think that we'll be talking about Joe Moorhead at least in a, in a higher regard than what we've been talking about him if he gets a couple bowl wins and a couple wins. 
so let's move on to the game, you know, that we got to play this Saturday. And we'll give some coach speak here. You know, let's let's cut out all the rumors. Let's cut out the Jim Warhead talk. Let's focus just on the game. Uh, and th- this is a very winnable game uh, for Mississippi State. Uh, you know, Texas A&M has played another sloppy season under Jimbo Fisher. Um, it's not looked good. It's not looked well. They they struggled against Ole Miss. Um, you know, they won, but they they. They really played, a, like I said, a pitiful game. Uh, and, and, like I said, it, it's a very winnable game for Mississippi State. So, they get over to Kyle Field, and, and how are they going to win this game? And it starts with the actual field itself. You have to get over Kyle Field. All right? There isn't absolutely anything scary about anything about Kyle, uh, about Kyle Field at all. Uh, it, it's it's a big stadium, uh, but bigger than the stadium is the level of overratedness that it is. Sure, you can put a hundred thousand people in there. Sure, they all you know dress fancy or whatever. Uh, there, there's nothing scary about it. They need to move on from that. They need to go in there and play a game just like they were playing any other game. Uh, if you can go and play, you know, against Alabama or LSU or or wherever, then then you can play at Kyle Field. Um, they lose just about every big game that happens over there. Uh, you know, they don't play exceptional they they lose like i said every about every ranked team that that they've played there um overrated i think they got it that's the first step just to get over where they're playing and just go in there and ball out secondly this is the biggest one and this is not just for today this is for the whole season uh they need to get heisman hill back uh, colin hill needs to get back involved uh i don't know whether they need to run some screams with him you know and, and really shake it up so he can he can you know Maybe get the ball, get some confidence back, uh, but they got to build it back up. I, I think that's what it is right now. Is you know he's got some tough personal stuff going on, and, and that's respectable. And I think that's the biggest thing for every fan to understand when they talk about Colin Hill. He is a person, uh, just like anybody else in this program. They are all people. Uh, they all go through real things, uh, just like we all do. And, and like I said, that is the biggest thing for them to understand is that you know sometimes it takes some stuff. Maybe his confidence is slow. Uh, he just had a, a death very close to him. Um, it could be anything, uh, but I think that first and foremost, Joe Moorhead needs to give him the ball, uh, you know, five straight times. And even if they go for zero yards, you gotta, you gotta let him get a chance to to build that confidence back up. Uh, I think that Colin Hill is is one big run away from waking back up and and you know, just absolutely dominating uh, again this season. And I think that's all it'll take. Uh, for number three, I think that the defense has got to uh, play like they did last week. So look, they gave up a lot of points last week. Uh, that's you know, but if you look at who they played, if you look at how they played them, they didn't give up that many points. They held LSU to the season low uh, that they all season. The defense wasn't perfect last week, but it was by far the best performance of the season. If you can hold LSU to 36 points, you can hold Texas A&M to under 14, uh, and I believe that. Um, Texas A&M, like I said, offensively, they've been stagnant. Uh, Keller Mons is consistent. Um, they don't just have anybody exceptional to watch out for. You know, there's no Johnny Menzel, Mike Evans, uh, Carson. There, there's nobody exceptional back there uh, that, that's really just going to burn you. Um, they just got to play with what's in front of them. You know, the offensive line uh, of Texas A&M is, is shaky at best. Um so the defensive line's got an opportunity. Uh, you saw Lovett uh, open up some holes for the linebackers. If Errol Thompson can come in there and make a couple big hits, uh, you know they got to play. The front seven is going to be the biggest thing. I, I don't even think the secondary is going to be that important. And the secondary's played well. Uh, like I said, you know they they haven't played exceptional, but you know Dantzler kind of came to against LSU, uh, and you know a couple of other guys in there. Most most Smitherland is out, but uh, you know 
Darian Jones and Emerson have played, uh, you know, fantastic. And like I said, I think I think if the defense can come together and the secondary and the front seven can play together, you know, it seems like. The defensive line has a great game. Then the next game, the defensive line plays terrible, but the secondary has a great game and, and vice versa. Uh, I think if they could both play a collective game together, then I think it'll be a good, uh, you know, a good way to uh, talk about maybe coming away with, with a bigger win than I think that we're already going to get at Kyle Field uh, for sure. Uh, and so let's talk about if, if Mississippi State wins, and I'll say if because – you, know, you never know what you're going to get on any given Saturday in the SEC, especially being a Mississippi State fan. But if Mississippi State can win, what would it mean for this program and for Joe Moorhead? And I think that it means exactly what anybody can you know, say, obviously, that it would mean. It would take the pressure off of Joe Moorhead. Right now, I think Joe Moorhead feels his seat being you know, probably a 99 out of 100 warm, uh, even though it's probably not even close. It's probably not even above 50% warm, uh, given the comments by John Cohen. Um, I think Joe Moorhead, you know, feels the the heat on his seat, uh, and the fans have definitely let him know. Um, but let me just tell you this, and I mean this in all due respect to every single fan, including myself, because I'm guilty of this, but the fan base right now is completely and totally wishy-washy. Completely. Uh, they don't know what they want. They don't know who they want as head coach. Let me tell you, they don't care. At the end of the day, you could be Hugh freaking Freeze and become the head coach of Mississippi State. And if you won them football games, they're going to be happy. That, that's what it boils down to. They can say they hate Joe Moorhead. They can say Joe Moorhead's terrible, whatever. Uh, they can say whatever they want to. They don't care who it is. If Joe Moorhead last, next season won a national championship, he'd be everybody's favorite coach. They'd put him as the, the best coach in Mississippi State history, and I would too. And that's just it. So win Joe Moorhead, and they stop talking bad about you. That's, that's the truth. Uh, if you win this game, then you that's just a little less talk that you hear. And you win again, you hear a little less. And you win the Egg Bowl, you hear a little less. You win the you win the bowl game, you hear a little less. Think about it. Nobody jumped on the I hate Joe Moorhead wagon really until he lost to Iowa. And the whole fan base imploded. And the Iowa fans hate Mississippi State fans and Brandon Walker and and everything became a mess. But nothing, none of that happened until he lost the bowl game because he won eight games. Had he won nine games, he would have been one of the best coaches in Mississippi State history. Seriously. Nobody looks at nine and four like they do eight and five. It's a huge jump. A huge jump. That's what it's all about right now. It's, it's winning football games at Mississippi State. So whether it's Joe Moorhead, Dan Mullen, Hugh Freeze, whoever, Urban Meyer, whoever the hell comes in here and takes over or, or doesn't take over or whoever it is next season. That's all they care about is wins. Andy Canizero, there was people that didn't want Andy Canizero to leave this baseball program because he was freaking winning after he had an extramarital affair. That's People people in sports don't care anymore, and that's just the truth. And whether it's my truth and what I believe or what they believe, that's just the truth, and that's my thing. There was people at Ole Miss that didn't want he free to leave because he won football games. And that's, like I said, that's the truth, man. Uh, whether it's my truth or your truth, or that is the overall truth uh, for, for, for sports. And especially in the SEC, it's all about winning, baby. It's all it's about, and, and I think that that's going to be the big, biggest thing to uh, you know watch for Joe Moorhead. Can he keep winning? You know, the pressure's going to keep going. Every every loss he takes, the pressure's going to warm up. Um, can he? Will he crack under pressure? Will he get too emotional? You know, will he start you know going for fourth down on fourth and one on his own thirty because he doesn't want to lose the football game? That's that is what we're going to have to watch for for Joe Moorhead. So let's talk about this football game again. Let's get back. I got on my soapbox again. Let's go to a prediction. 
uh, for this game. I think State plays the game that they have been wanting to play all season. I, I truly do. Um, you know, Moorhead has done a couple of great things, I think, uh, over the last few weeks. First of all, he's committed to, uh, to Garrett Schrader. Uh, you know, there's no question mark who's playing quarterback next week. It's Garrett Schrader, and it's Garrett Schrader for the rest of the season. He is the starter, uh, and I think that's big for the team. I think it builds confidence for Garrett Schrader and the team. Uh, it's big for the offense. It lets, uh, you know, the rhythms be built up, um, you know, for, for receivers and, and for blocking and for the way that Garrett Schrader likes to call the game and, to, you know, to audible and, and all of that. I think it's huge for the team that way. So I think the offense plays well. I think Colin Hill gets at least 100 on Kyle Field, and the Bulldogs will win 24-13. to uh, The defense has to contain Mond. That's going to be the biggest thing, and I think that they will. Uh, like I said, Mond is, is, is far mediocre, uh, and he can be stopped, and it's going to be a big win for Joe Moorhead and this program. I do. Uh, I believe that um, with my whole heart, and I think it will be a big Big game for Mississippi State, and uh, it'll go a long way to kind of building up confidence uh, with this fan base and for Joe Moorhead. And, you know, if they can keep building on that, you know, I, I hate that we have to go and play Alabama right after that because they're going to get, you know, any bit of momentum crushed, um, even though we're playing Alabama at home. I, you know, I don't, I don't think it matters, you know. Uh, but you got some very winnable games on, on the rest of this. Uh, I think, obviously, you beat Abilene Christian. Uh, obviously, uh, you beat Arkansas. And, obviously, you beat Ole Miss. And that's the three games that you need uh, to be bowl eligible. Uh, and I think that this is a bonus win. It puts him at 7-5 and five and, a, and a possibility for him to win that eighth game in a bowl game, which would be huge. That would be huge. He'd be 16-10 and 10 as a head coach, which is not great. It's not ideal. Uh, but I think that it would be uh, – all in all, it would be a success. Uh, it'd be extremely disappointing to see a team with three first-round draft picks go eight and five, and the team, considering everything that this season has been, go eight and five. But I think that it would be a testament to you know what Joe Moorhead's building here. You know that he's trying to get his players in. Uh, let me tell you, uh, he's he's at least I can say this as a recruiter. Uh, you look at Garrett Trader, who's come in and played well. Fabian Lovett, who's played well, who really came over. When Joe Moorhead became head coach, uh, Jerry and Jones has played well. Uh, you know, Emerson's played well. Um, there's a lot of really great pieces, and, and you know, he's he's elaborated that. You know, talking about his freshman uh, players, but but you look at you look at Jones and Emerson. You know, either either of those guys uh, could probably win the Jim Thorpe award in their career. I mean, they're, they're uber talented. They're, they're playing lights out as freshmen. Uh, Garrett Schrader, obviously he's going to keep getting better. Um, I think he could be one of the better quarterbacks in Mississippi state history. I definitely could surpass, um, at least, uh, Nick Fitzgerald, you know, who people look at as, you know, top five. Um, I think this is going to be possibility to be a really great team, you know, whether Joe Moorhead can pull it off or not, you know, we'll see. Uh, but, I don't think anything could go worse than it's gone this far. I, I don't see this team regressing any. Uh, I just see them con- continue to struggle to win the big games, which has been the case, you know, for Mississippi State for forever. You know, since the since the beginning of the program. Uh, you know, Alabama, Alabama, LSU, Auburn—they all have a death grip. Uh, we, we can challenge Auburn uh, pretty much any day. LSU, we can challenge, and and we've proven that we can hang in there with Alabama. I, I really just think it's up to this coaching staff, you know, to see see where this is so you know let's look let's let's stay positive um i think that you know that's going to be the biggest thing is to continue to stay positive uh you know for this team and, and for their sake and just move on
you know, like I said, the season is what it is. There's no changing it. No matter how much we complain, uh, there's nothing that's going to change about this season. Uh, it's it's just not going to happen. You know, you can't take back any losses. Nobody's coming. You know, to, we're not winning every game out. And even if we did, we're eight and four, uh, nine and three at best if we went out. Look, it is what it is. Take it with a grain of salt. Move on. Keep going to the games. Keep supporting this team. Uh, you know, that's the biggest thing. These players didn't do anything to deserve your hate. Uh, this program didn't. Uh, there's no reason we should stop going to the games because there was a time where Mississippi State, you didn't know whether you know they were going to win uh, or lose, uh, you know, any given game, and, and we could still pack a stadium. Uh, this program uh, and this uh, staff has done everything they can to give us good schedules, good games like Kansas State. You know, this past season, um, you know, they lowered concession prices. Um, they've done a lot. The only thing they've done is you know they've raised season ticket prices. Course, but we play in a, in a bigger stadium now. Uh, we play better games than we've played, uh, you know, in recent years. Um, we have uh, great athletic facilities, and, and this program and this team overall is on the rise. And I think that, you know, the only way they continue to do that is that the fans continue to buy in, continue to donate, continue to buy season tickets, continue to go to the games, continue to buy, success, uh, you know, concessions, and continue to support this team. Uh, and that's the biggest message that I have overall, that we're state fans through and through. Uh, we're, we're not going to be a, the, the fan base that quits on their coach, you know, because things got a little uh, – on their team overall uh, because things got a little rocky. Uh, you know, that's, that's just not how we roll. We're family. Uh, you know, win or lose, um, anything. You know, we all support each other. Uh, we're not like any other any other team uh, in the entire uh, freaking Division One football. You know, this is a family environment, and that's the biggest thing. So many people come here. So many people love this university because of the family, and I think that we need to be a better family uh, to each other, uh, to this team, uh, and and we we'll continue to you know do incredible things. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and hail state.